Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreau. And I'm Condra Boudreau. And it's evening no, here. No, it's not. It's, 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 a, it's a cheery evening. Toast, toast your champagne to what a beautiful evening it is. Also, I usually listen to this at 6.30 in the morning, so I'm going to be real confused <laughs> when I listen back to this and be like, it's definitely not evening right now. We're here to talk about Minute 59, which begins with the end of a redemption arc, and it ends with a roll call. A redemption arc in the loosest form, because does him revealing the space that Christopherson is being captive in, held captive in, really redemptive enough for everything else that Rat has done? Yeah, and we talked about this a lot last week, but basically Ash steps up to his father, who's kind of holding this dead rat in his arms. Ash walks up and says he redeemed himself in kind of like a half question, half statement kind of tone. Mm -hmm. And of course, Fox has the the brilliant lines, redemption, sure. But in the end, he's just another dead rat in a garbage pail behind a Chinese restaurant, which I I tried to look up if that was like a reference to something. I don't think it is. It's just a witty line. Yeah. It's a very like clunky in some ways too. Like it's quippy which is nice and like very Wes Anderson, but it's also kind of like a little too long. Like it's, if it wasn't behind the Chinese restaurant, it would, I think that would work better. It has the kind of polysyllabic Wes Anderson humor where like the more syllables something is just the funnier it is. Yeah. Like if I just repeat the phrase, you got to hack into the mainframe, the more syllables I can put into that is it's better. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I don't know. It just felt a little too long. I mean, I think it's perfect. I think it's a perfect encapsulation of the humor of Wes Anderson. No, I'm so it is th- we're fighting now. <laughs> um, but while Fox is saying that, he's got little tears in his eyes and he's welling up and it Yeah. And he's also doing this really weird like lift motion that, that you can see his paws like in the f- like foreground and they're like kind of blurry and it's very weird like that angling and that yeah you can see he's kind of holding rat in his arms it's not just that like rats on the ground he's holding him but yeah i kind of like uh mr fox's statement from a thematic level like as we said did rat really redeem himself Eh, not really he kind of he like he's he did a good thing at the end but he's no darth vader and at the end of the day, Fox is right. Like, well, no, nah, at the end of the day now, he's just a dead rat. Like, he didn't he didn't do anything good or bad. He's just he's just there. He's just a carcass floating down the river. Maybe like he finally hit net zero. Like he broke even. Like in that like I don't know. I mean, even... what are you gonna lose? You come from but nothing, you, you go back to nothing. nothing. What, you what have you lost? Nothing. nothing. Exactly. Like <laughs> you think about like the gray force and like gray Jedi Knights. <laughs> what are you talking about? Great Jedi's now. Okay, <laughs> but like that idea of a net like zero. It's not a bad thing to live your life like relatively neutrally. It's, I mean, the idealized heroism and fictitious like villains. That it's not realistic. People aren't all one thing or all one another. It it is appropriate in a lot of ways that he is kind of so middle in, ground in kind of D terms rat would be a chaotic neutral is what you're saying yeah i i feel like that's what i aspire to be is chaotic neutral i don't think i am chaotic neutral but i want to be why 
I okay, so I'm a lawful good trying to be a neutral good. I feel like my life is just chaotic enough, or my brain is chaotic enough that I want <laughs> to be chaotic neutral. I don't. I don't think you're as chaotic as you think, Condra. Tyler, you don't see my room right now. <laughs> <laughs> you might be neutral, neutral. I, I'd be okay with that too. <laughs> I don't know if I know many people who are who are actually neutral, neutral. Most people I know are good, but I don't know if you're good. Hmm. <laughs> What it's, it's both not <laughs> early, but also early enough for me to like, gotta, I've got to have an existential crisis today now and all of my homework is going to be derailed. No, Condra, I, I would, you're good. I wouldn't be friends with you if you weren't good. We're related, Tyler. You might not have a choice. No, I don't have to be friends with you. Okay. Oh, trust me. If I didn't want to be friends with you, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of speaking of petty arguments, uh, I, I was trying to bring this up earlier, but you ha- you're making a good point, so I didn't interrupt you. Oh, um, but uh, I I threw I threw Art Garfunkel under the bus earlier this week in casual conversation, and my friend got mad at me, and it was funny. I, I heard about this <laughs> when you did your radio show, Tyler. So yeah, I know. Oh uh, yeah. Um. So back. Okay. So one of the other things in this little like moment that kind of threw me off is Fox has some tape on his arm. Oh, yeah, I was wondering where that came Me from. Me, too. And I was like, when did that happen? I don't remember seeing that before. Is this a quote-unquote continuity <gasps> error? Did we catch something? I have no idea. But Again? Again? <laughs> um, yeah, I have no idea, but I just noticed it. It was like it stood out in a way that I wasn't quite expecting. Yeah, and I mean, I just kind of, it just kind of fits the aesthetic of the movie. Like, some people just have tape on them at, at all times. <laughs> I mean, that's me sometimes, so... Um, <laughs> Um, question. Tell me what you think about this. What? You said question. Oh, I was I was going to ask, do rats float? Um, dead ones, I I think dead I mean dead bodies do. Are you an expert on the subject matter? I will nev- neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> All right, so once once you once rat died, yeah, uh fox kind of floats him down this little like river that's flowing through the sewer. And then it zooms out to the rest of the crowd and you see Badger, Beaver, Badger's son, Mrs. Fox, Ash, Mr. Fox, and Kylie. And Kylie looks genuinely sad. Like out of everyone, like Mrs. Fox (laughs) looks a little uncomfortable. Like she's got her arm across her stomach and she's like kind of like reserved. And Badger and Beaver just, I don't know, kind of like bored or like neutral. But Kylie looks like... I mean, they all did sad. just watch someone die. I know. But, like, Kylie looks sad. And I'm like, Kylie is too pure and precious for this world. He must be protected at all costs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Kylie for you. And then Kylie has a great line. And just is like, he went bananas. <laughs> and Fox is like, he sure did. And honestly, that's a good summation of rat. I feel like out of anything, like, that sums up rap. Yeah, he's chaotic neutral. But that little line, too, just, like, Kylie's delivery of it, I really... It made me laugh not as violently as you laughed at the excise last week, but, like, I did get a good chuckle out of it, like... Oh, I, I kind of find that interesting, because I don't really like that line. That's why we're different, Tyler. Oh. Okay. Um, And then rat or then fox kind of stands up and says all right we're canceling the suicide mission we're now doing a go for broke rescue mission and everyone's like okay it's very exciting 
And I have a question for you because I'm not good at this. Is this then the start of Act 3? Theoretically, yes. Would you argue it somewhere um, else then? I, I wouldn't argue it somewhere else, but I mean, acts aren't something that are like set in stone. They're more fluid. So there's no there's there's no way to say it for sure. But I would definitely say, yeah, in this minute, it's kind of the transitional moment where we're going from like the dip in like emotions. So like act one, you have like rising tension and then act two is like the dip and everything becomes there's like action but it it also becomes dangerous and then act 3 is where everything comes to the head and yeah we're at the point where they're just like just before they go out for the go for broke rescue mission although we get the title card in this minute and i'd say the title card's a pretty good indication yeah and i just love the name of go for broke rescue mission I don't know what yeah. it is. It's that gets me. Well, because you're you're constantly going for broke, Condra. You know, Tyler, respect that grad student life. <laughs> it's not all my fault. There's nah, systematic issues in this country. Oh, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> um, I got very excited when I heard "Go for Broke" rescue mission. Yeah. Um. So, and then so Fox kind of gathers everyone back into the main room. And he starts giving the toast over again. He says, like, I'm glad we all gathered here because I didn't like that last toast I was giving. I'm going to start over. And I was like, narcissistic And he punch? does. <laughs> but he, uh, he, he even kind of plays up the pretense of it. He's like, when I look at all this, this beautiful feast before me, and he's kind of just like doing a, little, doing a little bit here. And then he starts roll calling everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I see two brilliant lawyers and uh, this thing and uh, this thing. Yeah, so it's lawyer, pediatrician, uh, which is Badger's wife. Yeah. Chef, ra- which is Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Real estate agent, which is Weasel. And then accountant, Weasel. which is Rabbit's wife. And oh, Taylor. Do we get Taylor in this minute too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, it, what's, what's, the, what's the mouse's name? Uh, uh, Rickety. Rickety Mouse. Yeah, and when when he says rickety, rickety kind of does like a fun like so air cheer, he's, and he's like really excited. It's so really cute. Happy, and I think like everyone else is just kind of standing there, and rickety mouse is like, yeah, me. Um, I mean, it would make sense to some degree because he's often overlooked because of his size. So that's like what I would do during a roll call. You, I'd, like I'd make like a funny. You do do that during roll calls, Tyler. Yeah, I know. That's what I say. I would do that. But it's no, I was just like, why is Fox defining them by their careers? Because do they necessarily correlate to their special skills? I think no, I think that's what he's saying. He's he's divorcing people from their wild animal nature. He's he's not he's not saying when I look around this room, I see three badgers, a mole, a mouse. He's he's seeing people for their skills and their interests as opposed to their they're like what defines them physically i just always think like did rabbit's wife for example get the option of picking accountant or was like that what was most appropriate because like fox didn't want to be a newspaper man he wanted to be a thief well, I don't, but like her skills no no her he stopped being a thief he probably went into the career that he thought thought was most fitting for him which ended up being newspaper man because he could just spout his opinions all day he's the equivalent of a podcaster hey Came here to have a good time. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, Mr. Fox would have a podcast. Yeah, he would. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
thinking about the different critters that he brings up first. It's like, is he picking them in any specific order? Because they're in no order in the room in that regard. And then he's not necessarily... I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're in order of importance or... I think it's random. I don't I don't know if there's anything we can read into the order. Then the other thing that he, do, he did to start the speech is turn on his radio, which he still oh, yeah, had yeah, hanging yeah, yeah, from his belt. And the song he plays um, is... Le Grand, Grand Coral, the Grand Coral. Uh, it's French. Um, <laughs> oui, oui, Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, it's another score done, or another song done by George Delarue. Um, this one, I could place the film it was from. It's from La Nuit Americaine. Um, I'm sorry, I don't, I've never taken French. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, the American Newt. Uh, no. Uh, so in French, like, the French title is actually um, Day and Night. Or, hold on. Uh, Day for Night. And part of the reason they called it that is because when they were filming the night scenes, they actually filmed it during the day and just put a filter over the lens. Oh, that's kind of yeah. fun. Um, and that film came out in 1973. It is a French film. I don't know if you can watch it online. Um, it didn't seem like my kind of movie, so I was like, eh, it is what it is. But so this is the second George Delarue song we've had after Il Petit, or Un Petit Il, which I still can't figure out what movie that's from. But he scored over 400 movies, so I don't know if I'll ever know. And it's clear that Mr. Fox is a bit of a Francophile. Oh. It is interesting, though, that I wonder if Wes has some affinity for this composer or um, Duplass has some affinity for this composer because he is the only one that they use multiple scores of this one particular artist. And it is. Well, he uses two Burr Alive songs in this movie. But I mean, those have lyrics to them and like that definitely has much more of a like tonal they they fit in the tone of the film more as opposed to these where these are just like really oh what's it called when like the people in the movie can hear the music just as much as like incidental music diegetic yeah diegetic like we don't know necessarily that they're listening to the burl lives both times we can confirm probably one but these seem to be a bit more intentional well and then another thing with Mr. Mr. Fox's Walkman this whole time has always been kind of a mix between the diegetic and non-diegetic music because we had him turn on PD earlier, remember? Mm-hmm. So it is kind of a weird meta aspect of the film is that the music is a mixture. And as, as I think I've probably said before, but some of the best movies of all time are a mixture of diegetic and non-diegetic music. Uh, I'm thinking of the Blues Brothers. I'm thinking of uh, your classic musicals like Grease and Hairspray they have a mixture yeah no absolutely that's a really good point um it just it still strikes me for some reason that like this particular composer but it fits so wonderfully yeah I think in this moment it's like this is a very like adventurous minute Fox Fox turns on the radio and it's it's not really getting people pumped. It's like, it's not, it's not ACDC, but like, Oh my God. Imagine if Thunderstruck just came on. (laughs) What a time. Uh, 
Yeah, that would be quite amusing. So what was I saying? But it's like the perfect it's the perfect music for like this sort of moment in a film where like everyone's gearing up to go on an adventure together, a go for broke rescue mission, as it were. And uh, yeah, I think it works. No, absolutely. I, I I'm not disagreeing. I just I I I like it a lot, and I also wanted to talk about the music. Um, also, how the heck did the radio survive the flood? Oh, I don't know. Because we're living in a post-flood Maybe world. Maybe he put it in a sack of rice. He, he put it in some rice, Condra. That doesn't always work, though, Ty. And the amount of cider, <laughs> I don't think that would work. <laughs> you ever, you ever drop, drop your phone in a pool, put in some rice or something? Um, I dropped my iPod in a sink once, and I put it in some rice, but I barely like dipped it kind of thing. It was not a full submersion yeah. for multiple minutes or yeah tens of seconds i still unclear how long the flood actually lasted yeah how about that frozen 2 trailer did you watch it i did um i'm what's elsa running at she's got pants i'm pretty excited about that tbh (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh olaf looks frightened maybe that means he's finally gonna die oh yeah kill olaf um christoph has a horde of reindeer so you know is that the collective for reindeer a horde it's a herd probably but he had a lot of them basically i really don't care about frozen i, I really I don't, don't either about this um i mean i'm gonna see it kind right, of just end the no episode. wait i don't believe though like it kind of blows my mind that it beat avengers endgame for most viewed trailer in 24 hours i'm actually really angry about that yeah i mean i think the build-up for frozen has lasted much longer because the first movie came out in 2013 they've they've waited six years it doesn't feel that long it doesn't it's crazy i mean i went through my entire undergrad and i will have graduated graduate school before before the next one that's oh my god what is time that's insane (laughs) What is time? Time doesn't exist. I time still don't, is an illusion. I don't believe in time. I, I stopped believing in time a while ago. Um, it just well, time is just motion through space. Well, I, and the linearity that people are so hard and fast bound to does not work. It's more it of doesn't a work with wibbly my wobbly, timey wimey. I don't like my memories and stuff. I had to do a assignment for class where I had to like recount and tell a story of like a significant moment and like include a beginning, middle, and end. And I'm like, but that's not how life works. My life isn't over yet. There's no end. The things of my past are still defining me today. How does this, like, linearity doesn't work for me. I don't believe in it. So it was it was fun trying to do that assignment. Let's just say that. Um, I made everyone really sad. I mean, I feel like there still can be stories within your life that have a beginning, middle, and an end. I can't recount details, though. So it was one of those things It was like, she was like, use emotion and like s- small details to fill in people's sensory experience so they can feel the emotions you felt. And I'm like, nah, mate, I don't see pictures in my head. I don't remember details. <laughs> but yeah, no time. Yeah, I don't believe in time. But Tyler, the one thing we do have to do that we promised our 12 devoted subscribers is Lego, mo- oh, Lego, Lego movie, movie review. review. <laughs> All right, we'll make it quick because we, we we've actually we've been going we've been going long. So, uh, Lego Movie Two, the second part. Uh, what do you think? Great. 
Yeah, I thought it was really good too. Not as good as the first one, uh, but can't, the first one was so like iconic, uh, innovative that it's really hard. But I do think the overall allegory of the second one works better than the first Absolutely. one. Um, yeah, no, it definitely was a lot more feely. Um, I, I reacted to it a bit more strongly. Um, music was excellent. Some new bops that were super good. Yeah, and uh, I will say the the new one kind of the first one had like cameos, but they like worked really well. This one had less cameos. Some and of them worked I, really was, well. I was kind of le- like, they they the when they had them they worked, but I feel like there was just less in this movie. Yeah, I mean it feels the cameo thing feels kind of gimmicky though. Yeah, but also that's part of the appeal of the Lego franchise is like we have all of these characters at our disposal, like, and that's part of the part of the humor is that in a, in a world where you can create anything, all characters have equal have equal reign and equal potential. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's my review of Lego 2. It was really good. Recommend. Yeah, go see it. For show. Sure. Um, okay, you've been listening to Minute 59 of Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute. Uh, join us next time for Minute 60. We'll hit, that, we'll hit the one-hour mark. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Amateur Nerds is our show Twitter, and my personal Twitter is at Tyler Booty. That's at T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. If you have questions, comments, thoughts about future minutes, you can email us at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. You can also rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and some other podcast listening sites. We hope you join us next time for more fantastic shenanigans. I've been Tyler Boudreaux. And I've been Condra. And we hope you have a wonderful day. Fantastic.